and, and, that, and that's where it comes, it transcends. This isn't a, a hiking business. It's about, it's a community. Um, and it's about a community that is helping people get out of their comfort zone and, um, and really, you know, all of the other things, the mental, the physical health benefits, uh, they're all just byproducts um, of it as well. So it feels good to do. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 77 of Life in Motion. I've got Kane Ford with me from across the world in Australia. He's the founder of Get Outside Melbourne, which provides outdoor experiences for solo travelers, couples, and small groups. He's also hiked in over 35 different countries, which I'm sure come along with some interesting stories. I'm looking forward to learning how he's helping others experience the many adventures that Australia has. Uh, Kane, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Jeremy. Great to, to be here. And uh, yeah, it's coming into summer down here in Melbourne. So the weather's getting good and uh, lots of opportunities to get outside. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and as we mentioned, you're, you're all, all the way over there in Australia. So we had a little bit of hiccups with the time thing, but you know, that's how, how it works out. We just flow with it and go with the adventure, right? We're, we're pretty easy going down here in Australia. <laughs> so the daylight savings thing certainly, uh, yeah, creates a bit of complexity with international wording. So now all, all good, mate. Happy to be here. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, so before we get into get outside, um, Let's talk about a little bit about your story, kind of your background and sort of the journey of how you ended up to where you are today. Perfect. Well, that's how long have we got? <laughs> as long as you um, want, you got the floor. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, mate. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, so I grew up in a, a really small coastal town about four hours drive uh, southeast of Melbourne um, in Australia. So um, quite a small town, but uh, spent a lot of time um, at the beach and surf life saving and, and, and love swimming and being, um, being in the ocean. So that's definitely been a really big part of my, um, I guess, my formative years. Um, and then, you know, I was probably always interested in the outdoors and was part of scouts and all that sort of stuff. So growing up, um, but if you'd asked me back when I was probably, you know, in those sort of secondary or senior, senior school years, would I ever end up sort of, you know, uh, being a guide for an outdoor adventure company? I, that would never have been something in my wildest imaginations. I've, I've always been pretty, um, I guess, academic. I've, I've, I've studied my bachelor. I've done my MBA. Um, I've worked in financial services for the last uh, nearly 10 years um, and eventually to some, some pretty senior roles. Um, and so I was really focused on career and, and but always sort of used hiking and the outdoors as a real tool to, uh, to disconnect and, and find balance when I, you know, some pretty stressful experiences and, and times during work. So um, there's always been a common thread of, you know, whatever I've been doing in my life that the outdoors has been a really big part of that. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. And obviously, uh, you know, there's, there's no short of adventure, um, in Australia. So, so I'm trying to get my, uh, my, my map right in my head right now. So where, where is Melbourne in regards to Brisbane? So Brisbane's top right-hand corner, uh, Melbourne is bottom right-hand corner. So, uh, just down the, down the bottom there. So it's a little bit colder than Brisbane, um, we're known for having a bit of a four seasons in one day type sort of um, climate. So uh, right now it's, it's, uh, it's about 25 degrees, 10 a.m. in the morning, beautifully sunny. Uh, about 12 hours ago, it was a complete thunderstorm, torrential rain, and we tend to get that uh, all year round. So there's a real, real difference in climate from uh, we, even within the hour. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, that, that makes for some, some fun times. Uh, and then the reason I asked, so, um, uh, when I graduated college, um, I, uh, met some, some people, uh, that live in Australia and that are from Australia. So I stayed with them for about a month and they lived in, uh, I'm going to butcher this. I know. Is it Malulaba? Uh, Malulaba? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like an hour North of Brisbane or whatnot. Um, so yeah, so I'd, I had some, some time spending there. Uh, and then we went down South. Um, it, it has the, uh, it, at least at the time, it probably still does. It has the, the, I can't remember the name of the city, but it has the tallest structure in the Southern hemisphere, I believe. Um, right, okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't in Sydney, was it? Or you didn't head down to Sydney? No, it wasn't in there. I, I uh, would have been Gold Coast, I think. So that's, yeah, where... it was somewhere in the Gold Coast. Yeah. I can't remember the yep. name of it though. Um, anyways, that was, that was kind of my, my, my tidbit after a 32 hour, uh, flight ride, trying to, trying to get over there, um, got picked up from the airport, got to my buddy's house who lived right across from a beach access. Um, and it was like 6am there. And first thing we did was hop in into the water, kind of wake up from the, you know, the, the lack of sleep and jet lag and all that stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, uh, pop your head down for a little bit, hold your breath. And just listen. I was like, oh, okay. So I did that, and you'd hear whales talking. I was like, okay, well, this is my first experience in Australia, and this is how we're starting off. It's gonna be awesome. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty epic first uh, first experience. But we've got we've, we've got a lot of stuff to see here in Australia. So you guys need to come down again. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, um, it, so you know, you, you kind of uh, obviously experienced outdoors, did a lot of outdoors activity activities, kind of gravitated towards hiking. Um, and obviously, you know, the last thing I honestly thought that you're going to say, you know, after, you know, looking at the website and kind of what you're, what you're all about now is that, uh, you know, a finance guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I sort of, it's, it's, a, I'm a real, I guess. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a real, different different ends of the spectrum i've sort of i've been in marketing and 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 the last sort of 10 years worked in finance so superannuation insurance and all of that sort of stuff and very much into like data and insights so there's this one side of me that's really i guess you know loves that sort of the the brain sort of side of things and then there's the other side that's really around the physicality of um disconnecting from my own brain yeah <laughs> because i think um for someone like me and i you know when i was growing up I've always probably considered myself a bit of a, a warrior. That's, that would be how I describe myself. I was always putting a lot of pressure on myself, as a lot of people do, right? Um, and as I've sort of started to, to um, you know, understand myself a bit better, you know, obviously, um, and speaking to some professionals, I've, I've probably dealt with anxiety through my entire life and, and only really starting to, you know, in the last, you know, five years or so, get a handle on how do I best, um, best manage that anxiety. And the outdoors for me um, has definitely been the, the the catalyst for change and for for really finding, I guess, peace and balance. So it's a huge part of my life, um, and and I love sharing that with other people now. Yeah, and that makes sense, and that's and that's why I thought it was so interesting. You know, coming from you know a, a industry and a part of the corporate world or whatnot that you know. Uh, is a lot is often associated with stress from from numbers and clients and everything else that goes into that um you know it makes perfect sense that you know you found that you kind of leaned on the outdoors to kind of you know help deal with with some of those things like you said anxiety and um worrying about things and, and everything so what so so i guess 
when, you know, you said you kind of always grew up in it and that was kind of your uh, release in a way to kind of get that freedom and that peace of mind. Yeah. Was there, was there like a time that it, it kind of, that you seem to start leaning on it more than you had in the past, I guess, where you're like the aha moment of like, Hey, this is, this is what I need in my life to unwind. And I'm going to, you know, make sure that every weekend or every day or whatever that looks like, I'm going to do something to get outside to kind of hit that reset button. Yeah, that's absolutely right. When you say hit the reset button, that is exactly how I look at it. So um, it's a matter of, you know, for me, I'll often get through, you know, Monday to Friday can be pretty hectic. And then it's sort of almost like a physical need to uh, to get out and go and connect and disconnect with with everything from my sort of you know my life and so many people feel that same way and especially since I've started to share I guess my story more broadly um, the amount of people that say I get I feel it exactly the same way come Friday I just need to close the laptop get away from the phone and and really just disconnect so um, it probably was you know. I've always used it as that sort of that pressure valve to release um, the, the anxiety or pressure and, and, and stuff that you everyone feels, whether it's, you know, generated through, you know, family life or whether it's through a really demanding job or just, you know, life in general at the moment. We've got so much stimulation with phones and, um, you know, uh, laptops and stuff. It's just I think there's never been more time that we need to, to get away from that. Um, but I definitely noticed it um, the last five years, my career was, you know, after I finished my, my MBA, um, I was getting into more senior roles. Uh, and obviously with that becomes, you know, a lot more pressure, bigger teams. Um, and then you're almost taking on, you know, the, the, the stress and pressure and, and, and whatnot of your team as well. So, um, and I wasn't managing that really well I would get out for my hikes on a weekend and I'd feel good for that time that I was away out there on the trail but then come Monday morning I'd, I'd saw, or, sort of almost become back to that that spot of okay um, Sunday was preparing for Monday Monday would start and I almost had like a uh, a stomach sort of anxiety nearly 24 7 at, at one point so um and that sort of, you know, went on for months and months in, in one particular role um, about nearly two and a half years ago now. Uh, and it got to a point, though, where not only was I feeling that sick feeling in your stomach from anxiety, and it was all the time, and I'd be working 14 hours a day, six days a week. And when I wasn't working, I was actually thinking about work. So I was never, never really disconnecting. Um, but it got to a point where it became so physical that I actually thought I was having a heart attack. Um, oh, wow. I went, I went to emergency and... Um, you know, had all the tests and whatnot because I was just at that highly strung level of anxiety. So that was a real catalyst for change for me. Yeah, that's, and that's like you said, I mean, one, obviously that's unfortunate, but, but kind of, you know, having, you know, you think that you have this, this weekend and you, and you feel kind of reset from all of it that happened the previous week. And then it immediately, boom, hits you again on Monday again. So there's not really a, uh, I guess a smooth transition from that relaxation back into, you know, whatever, you know, your responsibilities were at work and team and everything else. So how, how did you, or were you able to, and if so, how were you able to kind of, kind of, I guess, make that, that feeling almost, you know, that you got on the weekend of the reset and the peace and all that stuff, were you able to figure out a way to kind of make that transition into that work week, if that makes sense? Yeah, it's, it's something that I'm still working at today, um, but 
I think when I when I had that that moment where I, I thought I was having a, a bloody heart attack, that that was a real wake up call. But I was so on that corporate treadmill that the next day I went back to work. I actually flew to Sydney um, to present at a, at a, a conference, and and I just kept going. I, I, I the first time I actually didn't really listen to the warning signs. Um, and it wasn't until about a month and a half later, you know, working in that sustained level of stress and, and pressure, it happened again. And again, I went to um, emergency to, to make sure that I was okay. And, and at that point, I sort of said, you know what, I need to stop what I'm doing right now. This is, this is going to kill me. Um, and so it was at that point that I sort of, I said, ran out my boss and, you know, we didn't have a really we had a very transactional relationship um, to show weakness in the corporate space that I was in was sort of, you know, that would sort of destroy your career. And I'd always had this sort of mask on that, you know, I was, I was really strong and had everything under control and was achieving all the things we needed to achieve. Um, and I just said, look, I can't do this anymore. I'm resigning effective immediate. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but um, that was the moment that really it was, absolute rock bottom um, and you know it was a pretty dark moment um, and but I just knew that it, I, I just had to make a change what what I guess happened next was they gave me two weeks to sort of work through okay what do you, what do you want to do like we, we don't want to lose you we want to keep you with the business and so I said okay let me just give me two weeks to disconnect and 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 that day I went out to one of my favourite trails in Victoria, which is called the Cathedral Range. It's a beautiful spot about two and a half dry, hours drive from, from Melbourne. And I'll be honest with you, Jeremy, when I drove out there, it's pretty, it was the middle of the week. So it was very, there's not a lot of people out there that at that time. It's very isolated. And, and I actually wasn't sure whether I would drive back, to be honest. Oh. Um, it was, it was, you know, I don't, I don't mean to go too deep, too quick, but um it was a moment where I sort of thought is how did I get to this position in my life at, at 41 years of age where I'm just completely lost and, and, you know, overwhelmed. But what happened during, I, I did the hike around cathedral. It's, it's about an eight hour hike and I probably cried for six of those hours. It was a super cathartic um, experience, but I got back to the car and I, and I drove back and I felt lighter. I felt, like I'd sort of had a lot of time to put things in perspective. And I thought to myself, with the next two weeks that I've got no work, nothing else in my life that I need to, you know, I can't just sit at home and feel sorry for myself. I actually started building a, a business plan for what, I, what, what has now become Get Outside. And it was, it's, a, it's, it's at its core, it's about helping people feel the physical mental health benefits that I feel through hiking. Um, and, and that's how, you know, that's been really, the biggest change and the best thing that has ever happened in my life. Wow. Yeah. And that's one, I mean, it, it was good that you, that you recognized obviously from the work aspect of it that, okay, we gotta, we, we gotta change this because this isn't working as you know, from the corporate world, because it keeps happening obviously for the, the health perspective as well. Yeah. And that you lean so heavily on that. And, you know, even, even though that you say, you know, you, you drove out there and you, you know, you, you cried for six of those eight hours of that hike and everything like that. It still sounds like that was a very powerful moment for you. Like you said, to kind of, you know, self-reflect on that while being disconnected away from people out in nature, 
listening to the birds, whatever rumbling through the leaves, whatever, whatever, whatever kind of critters you all got down there in uh, Australia. <laughs> um, but, but to, to kind of have that ultimate kind of self-reflection and then obviously the two hours after that of the drive, drive home. I mean, that's, and then knowing immediately, Hey, I'm not the only one that's, that's having these sort of, th- these sort of thoughts, these sort of issues, but I, I know the solution for me, which is to get outside and hike. How can I help others with that? So that's, so that's awesome. So, so once you kind of got the, the business plan going and kind of an idea of, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to kind of incorporate, incorporate that with, um, with other people and kind of share that, that same experience with them. Did, did you end up going back to, to your job after that two weeks or, or what, I guess, what did that look like after kind of that initial brainstorm yeah. almost? I, I'd made the decision that I, I could I couldn't go back into that environment ever again, um, and so the two weeks was it was almost just reaffirming that the longer I thought about it, the more um, the more I knew it wasn't right for for me, and I knew the way that my you know that I operate and the way my brain sort of set up is that I'd find myself back in the same position in three four weeks two months six months time so. So it was really, I had to make a, a stop of that. Um, and, you know, it was, it was definitely, um, it was that life-changing moment. But um, if I think about that now and go, I'm, it's, it's actually the best thing that ever happened to me. It's almost like, um, it's a real cliche, but hitting rock bottom, you sort of, you bounce up. And, um, you know, two years down the track, it's, and, you know, we've, we've had nearly over a thousand people um, wow. join our different experiences and they're everything from people looking at their first ever hike ever um, right through to people who do, you know, huge multi-day um, hikes and they just want to experience something different in a group setting. Um, it's, it's really given me purpose in my life for the first time. Um, I think when I was in the corporate world in that space, you know, I was on just a, uh, this, that sort of that, what's the, you know, like the, the treadmill of just, you know, bigger roles, more money, um, and ultimately happiness decreasing every time that happened. So um, it's great to say, I can actually say that it, the getting outside has worked for me and I've never been happier. Well, that's awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. That kind of journey through there to come to that realization um, and like you said that, you knew if you're going to go back, you know, you'd find yourself in that same position, you know, a month or two down, down the road, just cause you know, you know, you know, you, and, and like you said, even, you know, taking that experience of quote unquote, you know, hitting rock bottom, bottom, you know, just kind of making that whole change. So, yeah. so, so with, uh, get outside what, you know, obviously, you, you know, you're trying to get other people to experience outdoors and, and whatnot. So I guess let's talk a little bit more about specifically, the different types of trips, you know, the different kinds of people, how, how you, I guess, attract people in the first place, especially, you know, like you said, people that have never gone hikes on hikes before in their life, you know, how do you say, Oh yeah, come do this. This is what you need, but maybe they're afraid to step outside for whatever, and, you know, something crazy like that. They've just avoided it for whatever reason in their life. So, so, so I guess let's, let's dive into all that stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Like, I think for me, it started out like talk about humble beginnings. I would, I would literally take if I had a booking for one person to go out on a hike and I would do that. 
I would take one person. It would cost me money in petrol and catering because I provide an all-inclusive experience. Okay. Um, but it was actually just about, you know, um, you know, I'd never been a tour guide before. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd consider myself, you know, very competent in the outdoors, but I'd never actually, you know, I'd come from finance and marketing. So um, it was something very new. So it was very much about learning the ropes, getting the right risk assessments done and making sure that I was providing a safe and supported um, experience. But, um, you know, I started just with one trail that was my favourite trail, a place called Werribee Gorge, about an hour's drive from the, the CBD. It was a, a trail that I knew, like the back of my hand, I've now done it probably close to nearly 250 times. So <laughs> wow. um, it, was, it was just somewhere that I felt super comfortable and felt comfortable taking people um, out hiking. And that's sort of grown from, you know, one trail to now I offer 11 different experiences and they range from everything from real beginner hikes that are uh, suitable for anyone of any fitness level looking to just have that first experience out in the trail, um, right through to some what I call challenger experiences, which are, you know, pretty physically demanding. Um, there's a, you know, an element of, you know, um, some rock scram scrambling and, and that type of thing. And they're definitely more for people with a, a, a high level of fitness and, um, and some experience in the outdoors. So, it's I just love that's what I love about what I'm doing now it's it's connecting with people from all different walks of life and there's often a common thread people find me um, because they potentially have heard my story and 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 maybe have felt similar things and experiences um, and it's a real there's often you know throughout a you know a six five hour hike seven hour hike um, there will sometimes be a point where we start to talk a little bit about well-being and, and finding balance and sometimes it's it's just great to share those sort of stories out in the trail. I find it's a real way to connect with um, with people. And, and that's where I sort of look at myself, you know, I could define myself as a hiking guide, but I'd almost see that what I do is just help people find that balance um, and and start their journey of loving the outdoors and getting getting peace from it. Yeah, and that's, that's cool. I like how you sort of um, position in a way where you kind of, take down the barriers almost like, you know, as far as getting there, finding food, you know, all those kind of things besides the adventure itself, where, it, you know, that might be more inviting to someone who hasn't done something like that before in the first place. So that's really cool that you're doing that. And then, so, so, and then obviously you, you mentioned the part too, like where people kind of start opening up and, you know, start talking about mental health and, you know, maybe different things that are going on uh, and along with whatever you're telling them about the trail and whatnot. So do those conversations like typically sort of happen just kind of organically, like, you know, where you just find something to talk about or they start opening up or like, how do those conversations kind of usually start, I guess, where people start kind of get to that comfort zone? Yeah, look, it's, it, it absolutely happens organically. Like obviously at the start of any, experience there's a, a safety briefing and and there'll be a, a bit of a talk about how get outside began and and, and where it's got to now um, and and often in, the, in that sort of we, we go around the circle of you know who's on the hike and people will talk a little bit about why they're there and what they're looking to get out of the day and and quite often you know I've had people who meet with a complete bunch of strangers like our groups are small we keep them to a maximum of 10 to 12 um, and often I'll get people go when they introduce themselves, they say, you know, hi, my name's Kane, um, and, and I've actually struggled with anxiety all my life, and I'm here today because I really want to get out and experience, um, you know, the benefits that, um, that hiking and getting outside can provide. So 
I love it when people are that open, honest and transparent from the get-go. And it, it doesn't mean, you know, it's definitely not a really heavy vibe when we, you know, when you're talking about mental health, it can go very heavy, very fast. Um, my, my personality, I'm really pretty extroverted and, and happy-go-lucky generally. So um, it's generally a lot of laughs on the trail, but, you know, it's, it's it, walking with someone side by side in the outdoors is, I don't think there's a better way to, um, to connect and, and really um, have conversations that are meaningful and real. I think it's the best place, you know, um, to do that. Yeah, definitely. Cause you know, you're kind of, like you say, kind of, you're out there in, in nature and you're kind of relaxed and kind of your guards probably down a little bit more than normal. And you know, those conversations just come up. So that's, that's awesome. What, so, so for the, for the trips themselves, what kind of, um, what kind of sort of like preparation goes into that? You know, I, I know you mentioned, you know, that you have sort of three different levels, I guess, of, you know, beginner, intermediate, and then the challenger or, or whatnot, but what, what do the, what do those kind of look like? And as far as also getting the individuals ready as well, whether or not, you know, they've, they just began or, you know, they're kind of that avid hiker already. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we, we, it, it sort of starts from the minute someone, you know, often they'll message me on um, social media or whatever and ask about, you know, I'm really keen to get outside and explore, but I'm not sure even how to, what to bring, you know, part of that is we really want to provide people a, a safe and supported experience right from the minute they're even thinking um, about coming out for a hike. Um, and whether they choose get outside or somewhere else, we, we, we just want to help them, you know, open that door for them. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, before, often there's a lot of dialogue um, to sort of any fears they might have. They'll, um, we sort of try and address those. Um, and then it's just making sure you're managing people's expectations as well. So um, it's, it's a matter of, you know, before the experience, they'll get obviously some preparatory um, emails around what to bring, what to expect. Um, so there's no surprises. They definitely know, you know, we, we talk about the different levels of, of hikes in a really simple and easy to way, easy to understand so people know what level they're at. So we might talk about, you know, our intermediate um, hiking experiences are, are suitable for someone who can do a 60-minute high-intensity workout or a high intensity class. That way it's sort of, if you're not part of hiking, but you know you can do say, for example, F45 or a, um, a, gym, a, a pretty high intensity gym session, you could easily do one of our intermediate hikes. Um, so it's all about sort of not talking to people in a way that is really, you know, sometimes when people are talking with out, hardcore outdoor people, it can be really intimidating. Um, and they think that they're gonna have to turn up with their, you know, hiking poles, their brand new boots, all of the technical backpack gear and stuff. This is very much about just, you know, making sure you've got appropriate footwear for, for what we're doing in your, in your um, you know, your gym workout gear and we'll provide the rest basically. So it's very much about, you know, um, making sure people feel not overwhelmed on that first experience. And, and what we found, and I, you know, given, given I love the data side of things, that's part of my, my you know, the corporate background sort of stuff. Um, when we've run the data, 94% of our clients have come back for more than um, one hike. So wow. it's, it's pretty compelling that I think what we're doing works um, and it's just a safe space for people to explore. And we've had, you know, we've had people who've done 
um, all 11 hikes with us. Um, and that's becoming like a, a thing now. People, I've got about three or four people who've done 11. So we love that. We love getting those, that, it's creating that sense of community with people as well, which we love. That's awesome. And that, I mean, that's a super high uh, repeat rate there, you know? Uh, so that's awesome. Like you said, kind of making a uh, an impact that way where they want to come back, experience the different, the different, all the different hikes and everything like that. And obviously, you know, whatever conversations you're having on the trail, you're creating that connection and everything. Uh, so well, one thing, our favorite thing is, 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 is one of the byproducts we see Jeremy is, um, you know, we will have a couple of people who might join and they, they join the same hiking experience and there's nothing better than when I'm looking at my social media and I see two complete strangers that met out on a hike um, with, with get outside and they're out hiking together um, solo. It's, that's the sort of stuff that starts to really happen now. And we see that a lot. So, and that's, that's really what the purpose of get outside is. Um, it's about connecting other people, creating community and, um, and getting people outdoors. That's awesome. And yeah, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's an awesome point too. Like you said, two complete, complete uh, strangers and then they're kind of sharing the same experience maybe for the first time. And then, you know, they connect in whatever way. And then, you know, they're out, they're out doing stuff, stuff themselves as well, which is an awesome way to kind of grow that and, and spread that, that kind of that message and, you know, idea of what the experience can do for you. Um, so you mentioned one thing in there, which I'm curious. So, and as far as the preparation, you talk about, okay, you know, can you do this 60 minutes of exercise? Can you do this? Can you do that? One thing you said, you talked about their different fears, um, which is, which is interesting. So out of curiosity, like what, is there like a common theme as far as what people say, Hey, I'm afraid of this, like, and then like, what is, what, what is that possibly? And then how, how do you kind of help them overcome that? where they don't just kind of get in their own brain of whatever that fear is and then just, you know, dip out regardless. Yeah. It's, it's, um, in Australia and I'm sure you're probably aware there's a lot of stuff over here that's uh, <laughs> dangerous <laughs> and probably the biggest fear. And especially as we're coming up into summer right now is we've got a lot of snakes in Australia. Um, and so, you know, during this time of year, it would probably be rare for me not to encounter a snake, um, on the trail, on any one experience and we'll often we can often see one or two and part of that what i love is you know i've you know god I've, i can't even count the amount of um the account of hikes i've done in my lifetime but every encounter with with something like a snake which people are generally petrified of um it's always you know the snake just does its thing and we let it you know, it's, we're in their environment. So I'm very respectful of, you know, wildlife and making sure that we wait for them to do their thing. And, and, uh, and, but snakes just move on. Right. So um, what I love is actually people seeing their first encounter with a snake and realizing that, you know what, they don't just crazily start um, going for you. They, <laughs> they will generally just get out of the way. So um, that's, that's a fear that a lot of people have um, when they come. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely about respecting the environment, respecting the wildlife, but also destigmatizing some of those, those fears that maybe they have just grown up thinking that, you know, a lot of things out are out there to kill them and they're not. So um, that's probably one of the fears. There's also, you know, a lot of the places we go in, in Australia, you know, they're, they're often to, as much as they're quite close to um, 
to um, the, the, the big cities, um, they're still remote and they don't have coverage. And so a fear of that is people just actually not having the right skills and experience to navigate if they get lost, if they, um, if, for example, the weather changes really badly or if someone gets injured and what to do. So what we obviously provide is a really safe, supported um, framework for people that takes away that risk, um, you know, and, um, and, and that's what, gives people that confidence, whether if they don't have a group of friends that they go out hiking with, they've got a, a, a network that they can tap into when they want to, and, and it, it is definitely safe and, and supported. That's awesome. And I'm definitely follow or follow under um, the, the people that are petrified of snakes, but I'm more of like, I'm, I'm not necessarily afraid to go outside of outside because of them or go out in the woods because of them. But if I see one, I like just completely freeze. Um, so then, you know, it's fine. And then they can go on and do their thing. And then I keep walking or do whatever I'm doing. So <laughs> yeah. I was, I had a group of, um, Germans, um, right before, uh, lockdown actually started in, in Melbourne. And I was walking in a place called Werribee Gorge and I put my hand up on a, a rock face to, to get up on a, um, to get up a ledge. And there was a big, what we call red belly black snake, um, curled up, just sunning itself on the rock. <laughs> And my hand was literally, you know, what, five centimetres from where I read up. And it was so funny, the, the, the German guys were, it was the best thing that they'd ever seen in their life. They would just felt like they were on some sort of outback movie and, uh, and it was, they loved it. So it was, yeah, and, but, you know, we just got to make sure, yeah, we respect the, the environment and, um, and respect the wildlife. Yeah, definitely. So that so that's interesting. So you said were, were those people from Germany? Like, do they go there yeah. sp specifically to to you know go on an adventure with you? No. So so what's what's great about you know there's a perception of Australia that if you want to see um, the beautiful outback landscapes that you've got to go to places like at what we call Northern Territory um, or way out into the you know into remote desert areas. What's great about Australia for anyone who's thinking about coming here, especially now that travel restrictions are easy, is that you can tap into these incredible outdoor spaces that are just as incredible. And they're literally within an hour's drive from a lot of the um, you know, capital cities. So around Sydney, you've got the Blue Mountains. In Melbourne, you've got just so many, you know, I've got 10 spots that I take people to, which are incredible. They've got real wow factor. You don't need to be heading off to um, Uluru or Northern Territory to experience these types of environments. So uh, what, I, what I also, now that we're opening up and, and, and I started to get outside just before um, the pandemic hit. So it started to get a bit of international and interstate tourism, but obviously it's been very much local um, people exploring their own backyard um, during COVID. Um, what I, you know, when you're coming to Australia, you can see some incredible spots just by visiting, you know, some of the, the, the capital cities um, and just going for a bit of a short drive. So it's really the outdoors and some amazing spaces are super accessible. That's awesome. So, so it sounds like, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you kind of have that almost international type vibe and, and to your point, there's, you know, you're, you're right. You know, especially Americans and that kind of stuff, obviously me being American, you, know, you think of that, you know, the outback and, and kind of these remote areas. And then of course the cities and stuff like that, but to your point, and from my experience there as well, actually being there, you know, being so close to the cities, you can get that, you can get the the ocean, you can get these different hikes and trails and all this stuff too. So it does uh, make everything pretty, pretty simple in that regard. 
So, yeah. Um, for, so on the website, it said that, that you personally, I think if I read this right, that you've hiked over like 35 different or in 35 different countries. Yeah. My, so before 2020 and before COVID was a thing, travel was, you know, I basically worked my, you know, um, my year round to do four, four weeks of travel every year. Like I just love, I love experiencing new cultures. I love, um, I love experiencing, you know, faraway places. I've been to everywhere from uh, Morocco, from Lebanon, Israel, India, US, um, a lot of Europe. Uh, and I just love, you know, anywhere I am, even if it's in, you know, Athens, for example, um, I will do whatever I can to get out to the nearest mountain um, and just hit the trail. And, uh, you know, there's great, you know, things like all trails that app, you know, means that you can be anywhere in the world and you can almost get like your own little pocket guide with you. So um, my next, uh, I'm actually just booked in for Boxing Day, December 26. I'll be heading to Hawaii. So oh. um, I've been to Maui and Oahu before, but I'm, I'm, I'm heading over to tackle um, some of the trails around the big island. So um, any recommendations I am keen for. <laughs> well, I have not been uh, to any of the Hawaiian islands, so I, I hope I, I don't have any help with you there, but that sounds like it's going to be an awesome trip. Also, you know, I, I don't know what is what is up. I'm super jealous of the Australian culture because you just mentioned you, you, you take advantage of these long holidays and that kind of stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the three guys that I met, I met them while they were on a long holiday over here in the States for a while. You get, and, and they're all well-traveled as well. Just like you said, that's just like, I'm, I'm very jealous of that. <laughs> but we, we get, we get four weeks annual leave to do what obviously with whatever we want every year um, in general, in most, most sort of jobs. Um, and then you've got things like long service leave after you've been with a business for seven plus years. Um, and, and you can also buy leave as well. Like, um, you know, if, if you want more, you can, you can take it. So I think, you know, part of, what I've realized in the last couple of years is that you can, you can spend your life chained to a desk, you know, working for, you know, the, the corporate machines, or you can really start to find purpose in your life and, and, and go, you know what, what do I want to be doing? If I want to be traveling. How do I structure my, what I do every day to facilitate that, that sort of passion of travel. Um, and so what I'm, you know, if I look at get outside in the next five years, um, you know, my plans are around, you know, at the moment, I'm just, um, I work in Melbourne, obviously, and I've got two guides that work with me as well, given that we're sort of experiencing some pretty significant growth. Um, but the, the, the plan is, and has always been, um, is, you know, beyond get outside Melbourne, get outside Sydney, get outside Brisbane, all of those types of um, there's great places, short drives from, um, from the, 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 the capital cities to, to explore. So, yeah, I can't wait to to do that. And who knows? Could be could be get outside uh, Portland. <laughs> ah, there you go. That that'd be awesome. So, out of all those those experiences that you've had out, outside of Australia, what has been your favorite like city or country to visit? Yeah, look, I think I'm always I'm always drawn to a, a city or a, a place that does have. A good outdoor vibe and, and mountains are an important part of that and the two that really stick out to me um uh uh beirut in lebanon um okay. and obviously it's a it's a 
it's a it's a city that's had its challenges and it's it it feels it feels very very foreign to anything in Australia and that's what I love I love when you're sort of put out of your comfort zone that's my that's my favorite thing to do put me in a place where I've got no idea you know the culture and language and 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 and, and it's adapting to that um, and and Beirut's got some beautiful um, mountain ranges literally 10 minutes drive out of the CBD um, and also Morocco, um, Marrakesh is just an incredible, incredible place and a couple of hours drive from the Atlas Mountains, which are just absolutely stunning. So, and again, it just feels, it feels like you're a world away from your own reality. And that's, when I think about travel, that's what I look for. It's not for the same experiences in similar cities, in similar cultures. It's chuck me in a place that makes me feel uncomfortable. And that's what I love. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, and that's kind of the way, so, so before my wife and I had, um, our almost three-year-old, um, and we have a two-year-old and another on the way, that's a different story. Uh, but, but, but before, uh, you know, we did the whole kid thing. Um, you know, we, we traveled, um, you know, I went to Australia for a while, her and I, um, you know, went to, to Ireland and some other places in Europe and stuff for extended time. And, and that was kind of, you know, while we did do some, some of the kind of the typical cities and that kind of stuff, but went outside of those different areas as well. But that was one of my favorite things. I was, I always found that that was being, cause I'm kind of that, that antsy, like on time guy when I'm here at home, you know, okay, this has happened in this needs to happen then all that stuff. And I get antsy if things don't work out that way. Yeah. But when I'm traveling, it's to a, to a different place. It's a completely different experience just because I know I can't control any of this anyways. I'm in a completely different place. I probably can't speak the same language uh, as, you know, the natives there, all this kind of stuff that's uncontrollable, but I find myself kind of most comfortable, or I I found myself most comfortable in those situations that otherwise would be completely chaotic here at the States for me. Um, So, so it's kind of interesting. You sort of have that same experience in a way. Oh, totally. And and part of it as well, and you know, when I think about what do I love when I'm when I'm away, it's I love those sort of I actually love and the reason I started to get outside is because I love local-based tours and experiences that are authentic and not sort of these sort of you know hugely commercial, you know, you joint jump on a bus with 60 other people and go to a you know a tourist trap and and all that sort of stuff. I love when you've got a local guide who's you know knows their area knows um the things to look for the hidden gems that you don't normally see on those big experiences um and so even now when i'm planning my trip for to hawaii um and i want to do some experiences by myself but also i'm really about supporting the local you know the travel industry and whatnot so i'm looking for you know the local guides that live there they've you know grown up in the area they know that that secret little waterfall that you know the the big sort of corporate you know guiding experiences don't know about or don't bother visiting um that might take a little bit more effort that's they're the experiences to me that are just the gold memorable stuff so um yeah if anyone's listening that's got um some connections in hawaii or anywhere i'm, I'm all about um yeah connecting and supporting that sort of stuff yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, drop him a line for that stuff. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask as, as far as that, you know, um, on the website, I think you've also done some work with uh, some some different nonprofits as well um, in Australia, right, to kind of help raise some funds for them? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the last, you know, obviously there's a really strong connection to mental health for me. Um, so I do a fair bit of work um, working in the corporate space now and, you know, trying to, to, I guess, help people destigmatize, you know, if they're feeling, um, overwhelmed and feeling anxious and feeling like all that sort of pressure that everyone, and it's so common, right? In this day and age, um, it is really common, which is unfortunate. Um, and especially, you know, I've got a, there's a strong connection around men's, men's mental health. Um, and so I've done a, a fair bit of work with Movember, which I know you guys have got a Movember presence in the U S as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so it's definitely, it's around shining a light on, destigmatizing and normalizing conversations and, and checking on checking in on your mates and making sure that you know you're, you're okay and, and again it's a great a great place to do that is in the outdoors but this year just recently um i actually did my first um big campaign for november which was around um i did a hike i actually did the cathedral rangers hike that i was talking about earlier um, at the start of our conversation um, where it was sort of that life-changing moment it's a really tough hike. Um, it's got about nearly three kilometres of vertical elevation. Um, oh. And um, I did that one, not once, but four times to symbolise that 25% of one in four people um, experience anxiety in their life. Um, and so we raised nearly $7,000 for November during that, during that hike campaign. So that's just just been done. I'm still sort of physically recovering from, from that. I'm <laughs> sure. Um, it's, I could liken it to, it was like a vertical half marathon. It was, it was, (laughs) (laughs) so, but yeah, love, love, love supporting, uh, my members, definitely an organization that's close to my heart. They've got a very similar vibe to me. They're, They're cheeky and fun, but they're tackling a really important issue that we need to, to highlight and, and shine a light on. So, um, definitely Movember is a, as a key partner that I work with. That's cool. And it's cool that you're, you know, able to, one, I mean, that's a significant amount of money, um, to, to raise as well. So that's awesome. You're able to do that. But like you said, at the same time, you know, you're, you're raising awareness for these kind of, uh, I won't call them issues. I'll call them challenges, uh, that people face, um, you know, with their own, you know, personal well-being and everything like that. So that's cool that you're able to use your platform to do that and also raise funds as well. So to, to be yeah. able to give back to the community in that way. So out of all, all these different adventures that you've had um, and, you know, all the different hiking and that kind of stuff, have there been any like success story isn't the right word, but has there been like a story or an interaction or something that's really stood out, you know, kind of the most to you over that time of doing it? Yeah, look, there's, there is actually one that comes to mind um, and it actually sparked an initiative that I, that I kicked off um, late last year, which I do a, I have a monthly trail champion and it's really about, it's highlighting someone in the outdoor community or who's been on a hike or even people that I've never met before um, who I think are doing amazing things and they're just ordinary people. Um, and you know, so every month I, I do that, and I've got Columbia sponsors um, sponsors that um, initiative. But one that really stands out, and one that the the story or the connection that um, that that sparked the whole trail champions thing is, I had a guy come on a hike, and it was one of the cha- the as I learned to do challenger hike, so it's a pretty tough one. And we were about halfway up the ascent, and it was really hot. It was tough going. We had a small group of about nine or ten. 
And, we, you know, we often have chats on the way up and that's where you, you know, build those connections. And we're talking about sort of outdoor experiences and did anyone have any, you know, good stories of, you know, things they've done in the past. And one of the guys said, look, this is actually the first hike I've done since I was lost in New Zealand for three days. Oh, wow. Now, he was he was found um, in um, snow conditions with not the right, he didn't have, you know, proper gear or equipment. He had a bottle of water and a chocolate. Um, and he was three days near death. Um, and and he'd obviously recovered from that. And and he said, oh, he said, so, so for him, coming out on his first hike since such a traumatic life-changing experience it was one of those moments when I thought and I'd had no idea that he'd he'd had that experience Um, you just never know what's happening under people under the surface for people and 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 when some people have you know reactions to certain things that might seem a little strange or they might seem amplified for some reason I'm now really conscious that I don't know what their backstory is. I don't know that, you know, they haven't been lost in the, in the wilderness for three days and nearly died. Um, and so that was one of the experiences where I just thought, wow, what an absolute champion to face into his fears again and, and, um, and take on another challenge. So, and, and now I sort of try and highlight that every month with it doesn't have to be someone who nearly died it's it could be something as simple as they're just a real advocate for women in the outdoors or um they've just achieved you know coming from doing actually no exercise to doing 10 hikes um and and have changed their life so they're the sort of things that you know they energize me and give me purpose and just go you know what i love doing what i'm doing and i love surrounding myself with absolute champions every day and i do that's amazing. And to, to your point, you know, you, you don't know what people's backstories are and all that stuff. And of course, that seems like the craziest case of, you know, the backstory of that, like who would have thought that this guy did <laughs> that? The, yeah. And then, and then, you know, the, the, the first thing they did was, you know, go, go on a hike with you and then kind of get back acclimated and in, in, into that again, which is awesome. But no, I, I love that whole idea of, you know, kind of the highlighting people, you know, whether, you know, that that'd be, you know, poor health. And then they're getting into it by doing, you know, 10 hikes a month or whatever that is, or, you know, these different other obstacles that they're, they're challenging themselves to overcome. It's, it's cool to be able to kind of share that inspiration almost to others that see it like, Hey, you know, this, this guy or this gal or whoever, you know, if they can do it, I feel like I need to do it. Let's do it. You know? So that, that's cool that you're, you're kind of using the platform in, in that sense as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels, you know, it, it, it feels good to, and, and, that, and that's where it comes, it transcends. This isn't a, a hiking business. It's about, it's a community. Um, and it's about a community that is helping people get out of their comfort zone and, um, and really, you know, all of the other things, the mental, the physical health benefits, uh, they're all just byproducts um, of it as well. So it feels good to do. For sure. So, so kind of to, to all that point, you know, you build in this community and whatnot. Uh, one thing I always like to ask our guests is what is one piece of advice that you could offer our listeners? Um, and kind of in your case, you know, I think, you know, like you said, there's, you know, you, you've, you've experienced your own mental aspect of it where you overcame it with the outdoors. You're obviously experience or seeing other people experience kind of the same thing and seeing how getting outside can help them. But what would you say to somebody that might be 
sort of on the edge, I guess, of not, maybe they don't know that getting outside will help them that much, or maybe they don't know how to go about to kind of take that first step to get to, you know, to get to that, that point where they find that piece and whatnot, as you have and, and others as well. So what, what would that one, you know, piece of advice be kind of to tell somebody that to kind of get them into that mindset, you know? Yeah, look, I think getting out and hiking is, I guess that's the, the, the tool to it's one of the tools you might be into yoga meditation or cooking or whatever it is that helps you get better balance the one piece of advice I would give to myself like I'm 43 years old and it literally took me 41 years to have the strength and courage to say to somebody I'm I'm struggling um, and I need help and I'm not in a good place um, and so my advice would be, and, and what I try and do, that's it's really my life's purpose now is, is to tell people that, you know what, it's it's okay to have a chat with a friend or a mate or your partner and say, I need help. And uh, and, and, and it, it is getting that support is life-changing. You don't have to struggle on in your own, whether it's you're dealing with anxiety or depression or, you know, whatever the other spectrum of mental health challenges we all feel. Um it's definitely better to talk to people. Um, and I wish that I'd never taken 41 years to get that understanding, but you know what, that's what it took for me. And two years on um, it's, you know, not, not to say that every day is golden and every day is perfect. I still have my challenges. You know, I, I liken anxiety for me is like, it's not like breaking an arm when you go to the, the doctor and they put it in um, a cast and, you know, two months later it's, it's healed and it's better. Anxiety is now something that I'm aware of and that I face into every day, but I now I've got courage and strength and support around me to, to absolutely um, to face into it. And, and I've never felt better. Um, so yeah, the advice, yeah. Talk to people, check in on your mates. And if it helps to do that, out on the trail in the outdoors, then do it. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's great advice. Cause you know, that, that's sort of that, that's that, that first step that you need to take. And then, you know, you kind of go from there, but um, you know, important to find that support, whether with your spouse or friends or family or coworkers or whatever that is. So I, I, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, so, so, so where, where can people find, um, where can people find you online uh, to kind of check out your trips, you know, see, see where you're up to, um, you know, if they're, if they're traveling to Australia, uh, you know, obviously they, they definitely need to hit you up and see, see what you're up to um, if they can get in on a trip. So where can, where can people find all that stuff? Yep. So you can jump on our website. So it's get hyphen outside.com.au. So that's the uh, website with all the deets. Um, best place to, to check out is probably Instagram. Um, it's where we've got all of our trails. It's got my travels and what we're doing. And, and it's, that's where you get a real sense of what, um, what I'm about and what get outside is about. So the, just the handle there is get outside underscore Kane Ford, K A N E F O R D. Um, but they're probably the two key things and yeah, always happy to love, love it. If any of, um, as international tourism starts to open up in Australia, love to get as many people out exploring just how bloody incredible Australia is. It's, it is, you know, I've traveled a fair bit of the world and I think Australia is one of the most incredible special places and I can't wait to, to share it with more people. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, you know, who knows, you might jump off a plane and jump in the water and hear whales. 
happened to me, it can happen again. <laughs> exactly. I can't promise whales on an outside <laughs> hike, but uh, <laughs> we've got lots of other... Um, they they can find the ocean. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we'll, we'll try and find you a koala or a kangaroo, though. That's, that's how we can go. get you know what I did? Uh, I'm very confident. I did see kangaroos at a college campus and we went on some hike that I can't remember where it was at, where apparently koalas are often there. They were not there in hiding that day. So I did not get to see a koala while I was there, but you know, <laughs> next well, time. Well, next time. And you know what? I'm known as a bit of an animal whisperer. So I just conjure up, you know, we want to see some kangaroos and they'll generally, they'll pop along. So no, we, we definitely see a lot of wildlife out and about. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, everyone definitely make sure you check out the website, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff uh, to see, see what they're up to. Obviously doing some, some good things, not only just focused on the outdoors, but like you said, building the community, focusing on mental health and wellness and everything like that, which is obviously awesome and super important. So uh, check them out, give them a follow. Um, but definitely, uh, thank you for, for taking the time, uh, to, to kind of share your story, talk about get outside and all the awesome things you're doing with that. Um, and I wish you the, the best of luck moving forward. And I hope your adventure in Hawaii is awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion until next time.